We're talking about attitudes that develop magnetism. In this lesson two, I want to talk about willingness. Willingness is one of the most important traits. Most people wait for things to make them willing. They, they say that, well, I, I will certainly be willing when I find something that I like. But the truth is that willingness is an, is an attitude that you can develop independent of whatever you're doing outwardly. And willingness, as I was saying in the first course on this subject, will is the switch, you might say, that, that power that draws energy into the body, that directs energy outward toward your activities, that, that uh, helps you to accomplish and to achieve the success that you're uh, envisioning for yourself. Will, as I said last time uh, in, the other, in the first course, the greater the will, the greater the flow of energy. And willingness is uh, almost a better word than will in this context because so many times people think of will as something that requires you to clench your jaw and uh, knit your eyebrow and tighten your fists and get all tense in order to accomplish something that's difficult. Whereas in fact, the kind of will that really leads to success is that kind of will that doesn't result in tension, but a free direction of energy. There was a very interesting episode that happened to a friend of mine a few years ago. It was during the Indo-Pakistani War, and he was in Pakistan, and in a bus that left the main road in order to avoid the planes from India that were strafing the highways, and it got stuck in a riverbed. And so the passengers had to get out and push. Well, they pushed with might and main, and after about 15 minutes, the bus hadn't moved an inch. So the driver, wondering what had happened, what was wrong, stepped back from the situation to look at it for, uh, in perspective, and he discovered that half the passengers were pushing from behind, but the other half were pushing from in front. And so they were canceling each other's efforts out. A lot of the things that we do, even with a lot of willpower, amounts to that sort of, it's like pushing on two sides of a door, wondering why with all that effort the door doesn't move. You're getting exhausted and nothing happens. So we will with tension, if we will with tension, what we accomplish is work. we work against ourselves. Magnetism develops when there's a flow of energy. As I said, when electricity flows through a line, the stronger the flow of the electricity, the greater the electromagnetic field that is developed. But that, uh, that flow has to be there. And the same thing with willpower. If the willpower is blocked with tension, then it won't happen. So when we talk of willingness, then we instinctively, immediately understand that we're not talking of fighting against our ourselves. We're not talking of doing something that we hate doing, but we're going to do it anyway. We're talking of liking doing it. So willingness is actually that aspect of willpower which will help us to develop the kind of magnetism that is necessary to effective leadership. Be, learn to be willing in what you do. Willingness or unwillingness, both are essentially just habits. They're, they're states of mind. They're attitudes that you get used to. When somebody says something to you, makes a proposal, what is your first reaction? Do you say, well, gee, I don't know. 
Or do you say, all right, let's think how we can do it? The common sense attitude often paralyzes Will because it says, well, uh, we've tried that before, others have tried it, it didn't work. But you don't, you shouldn't. Actually, this is, this is a part of what they've uh, discovered in brainstorming, and it's a part of the creative process, that when you're trying to do something creative, whether it be write a book or give a lecture or uh, initiate some new program in your company, or um, and this, this same principle of leadership can be applied in the family to the children, to get the children to want to do something instead of saying, oh, gee, mom, I don't want to go there. That's kind of, we, how many times do we hear children talk like that? In order to develop that kind of willingness, what you need to do, first of all, is not allow the critical faculty to come into play right away. There's time for the critical faculty, yes. But first of all, there has to be the thought, okay, let's see if we can. In the Second World War, the, the, uh, I believe it was the Marines who used to say, if a thing is difficult, we'll do it immediately. If it's impossible, it'll take a little longer. That kind of attitude that we can do anything if we really want to, this is a very positive aspect of the American temperament particularly, and something we can work with. The attitude that, first of all, let's see what can be done to make it happen, and then start try to shoot it down. But don't shoot it down when it's just a little baby trying to learn how to walk. The time to criticize a creative venture is after you've gotten well going with it, uh, either with your ideas about it or whatever. Once the creative flow is happening, I remember a group of us a few years ago sitting around a table talking about a complex that we wanted to develop, a building complex. And we had the best time of our lives. We were talking about all kinds of absolutely fantastic ideas. Not one of them was practical. Not one of them uh, would ever be uh, brought to fruition because they, they wouldn't really work within the context of what we were trying to do. But we still, all of us, remember the creative joy that we felt in the uh, actual discussion. Now, one might say, yes, but if it didn't work, if uh, after all that talk and all that enthusiasm you had to face the disappointment of not being able to do it, then what was the use? But you see, when you talk about something eagerly, even if that doesn't work, you've set into motion a, a flow of energy and consciousness of ideas that then will apply to a new context that may work, or the third context that will work if the second one doesn't work either. Whereas if immediately when somebody uh, proposes an idea, uh, you hear all these voices saying, oh, no, that's not practical, that won't work, you get discouraged. And the next time you're a little bit less confident to even offer your ideas. Or if you're just working with yourself, the same thing is true. I remember a book that I had to write once. And I only had a week to get it out, and I just thought, well, that's impossible. I couldn't possibly do it. Yet, in discussing it with other people, we saw many reasons why it would be helpful to finish it in that week, because we had things coming up for which that book would be very useful. And so I left it as saying, well, it would have been nice, but no, I, I can't. So I had that negative thought to begin with, and it's true, that could have uh, paralyzed me, but fortunately it didn't. 
The next morning I thought, well, wait a minute, maybe I can at least try. And so, realizing I had so little time, I put aside every thought of how difficult it was, and it was difficult. Every thought that, well, nobody could write a decent book in such a short time, and uh, why just uh, waste that time unnecessarily? Put aside all blocking, paralyzing thoughts, and just poured myself, I remember the energy I put into it, just pouring myself into that uh, writing on the computer without even stopping to criticize and edit the way I'd normally do as I go along, but just let it come out. And I had to redo the first two or three chapters, but after that I hardly had to do uh, redo anything. Among, and among other problems, somebody, I was working with my computer, and it just happened that on the third day, somebody switched off the electricity by mistake. And I lost a whole program of a whole hours of work. In this period of time when I had so little, I was so discouraged that I just couldn't do anything more the next day until the next day. But then the next day, again, I, I thought, well, no, I want to, I must. And so with willingness, I poured myself into it again and redid that. And in fact, in five days, I got that book finished. And I like what I did. Um, I don't know if you would, but I think you would. The important thing is, however, that with willingness, I did it. Now, this is something that if you practice in your life, if you can make a habit of willingness. I remember one time somebody asked me, how are you? And I said sort of hesitantly, well, he said, that's good. Try to be like that. Don't say well, but well. Somebody says, how are you? I'm wonderful. If you have an attitude, affirmative, joyful, willing attitude, you'll be surprised to see how much energy you have to accomplish just about anything that you need to do. Just say yes to life. Say yes to the work that you've got to do. And the more difficult it is, the more of a challenge it is. So think in terms of challenge, not of difficulty. Think in terms of opportunity rather than obstacles. Think in terms of the good that you'll be able to do rather than the work involved in doing that good. And you'll find that if that flow is positive, not only will the energy be there, but in that energy, this is what happened to me when I was working on that book, the flow of willingness, the flow of energy was so dynamic that it generated that kind of magnetic field that attracted the inspirations I needed to keep writing. Try it, you'll see that it works.